Hi, I'm Yadania, and let's talk about how the wealthy continue to stay wealthy using manifestation and why it may not be working for some of us who were not born into quote unquote wealth. Hi, I'm a spiritual awakening doula, and I help make your spiritual awakening journey a little less hectic and also give you a community that supports you. Link is in the bio to join my six month program coming in April. So let's talk about manifestation and energy and things of that nature. One thing I think people forget is that the energy of the universe, the cosmos, we all energy, it is on a spectrum. Thus, it, it is not defined in our, you know, how we would define good or bad and things of that nature. And a, a lot of times we look at some of these people that we consider, quote, bad or bad people or, you know, malevolent or they're not the nicest people and we're wondering how is it possible that these people have all amassed all of this wealth why is the universe allowing this to happen and for me this morning i was thinking about the fact that they do not i just saw one eleven on my timer um they do not think about money in terms of money being good or bad See, they understand money is simply a means of current of exchange, a means of exchange. This is an energetic exchange. This is a give and take situation. They also don't have a belief that there's a limit to how much money that they can have. They don't have that idea. And for a lot of them, especially those that were born into wealth, their parents also ingrained that to them. They don't hear things like some of us heard growing up, like money doesn't grow on trees, money is the root of all evil. Um, you know, you have to work hard to get a lot of money. They don't get any of those, that, those terms. Completely off topic, but my aura is just like, yeah. So the fact that they don't have a limiting belief structure around money does not, it, leaves the doorway open to them receiving and amassing large quantities of it and not necessarily through hard work. This is not to say there are wealthy people, 222 just showed up, um, wealthy people who do not work hard. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a lot of them don't have this attachment to, in order to have a lot of money, I must have amassed a lot of work. I must have worked a lot. I must have done a lot. I must have had to move a lot. I must have lacked rest and things of that nature in order to get a lot of money. They simply expect it. And because they expect it, and they expect it so strongly, there is an emotional attachment to the fact that they must have money and they must never experience lack. They are able to draw it to them. They simply expect to have money. Where some of us expect to work to get money. A lot of them don't expect to work. They may work, but that's not their expectation. Bad phone rang. So they don't have this attachment to work and money going together. They just want to draw money. So when you see them like, you know, these charity things and things of that nature, even if from our perspective, how they're acquiring the money is not in the most ethical of means, at the end of the day, money doesn't have a personality. Money is simply an energy and it's looking for someone that is in alignment with it that is ready to receive it. That's it. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't care. It just simply is an energy. And it's an energy that energies are magnets. And it's like, who is drawn to me?
that wants me because I want to go to whoever wants me. And when you walk around and you're like, I want to amass wealth, I want to leave a legacy that's going to have longevity, and that's that's money. Until money no longer exists, that means there's money involved. But then you're also on the same side, money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. The people that use the money for evil, that's the root, not the money. The money is just a means to an end. The money is just simply a mechanism for them to do the things that they do on a much more grandiose scale. At the end of the day, even if they didn't have money, they would start really still be doing something, which would just be smaller scale. Would just be smaller scale. The, the money is just gives them a bigger stage, access to more resources in order to get the money. It's not the money that's evil. It's their intentions and how they use it. It's just like any other tool, any other practice, any other anything. The thing itself is not as insidious as the people weaponizing the thing to make it so. So how do we change that for ourselves? Well, first off, stop saying, one, stop saying these limiting beliefs and stop putting them in the heads of our children if we want to change this going forward. So we have to stop saying money doesn't grow on trees. It's paper. And there's a lot of trees. Even with us humans, uh, our fellow humans trying to take all these trees down, Mother Earth is still working her hardest to bring these trees back. And, you know, my, trees are abundant, even with what's gone. There's a, like, there's still so many trees. There's still so many trees. Two, money is the root of all evil. We just talked about this one. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Stop saying money changes you. No, it doesn't. Money allows you to be exactly who you were, even if you didn't have the money. People who are, it's just like people say that people, old people can't drive. It's not that old people can't drive. Those people couldn't drive when they could see. <laughs> but now that some of their senses are not as sharp as they were when they were younger, they just drive worse. They were bad drivers when they were young. <laughs> the age makes no difference. My, my father is probably the one person who I will consistently feel safe with driving and based on my age he's almost 70 and he drives better than some people younger than me it's not an age thing this is a skill thing they didn't have the skill when they were young and thus they don't have it now that they're old so when it comes to money it means that they were already <laughs> these people <laughs> they were already these people they were all, whatever these negative things the connotations you associate with these people they were already those people I'm going to use a current artist tickets as a conversation because I was listening to this on the radio and they were like, oh my God, how could she ask for this? Because she expects to receive. <laughs> that, that's how she, she asked for what she knows she's worth. She says, I am worth this much money. And if you value me, you will pay this much money to be in my space. She's not dulling herself down. She's like, this is what I expect. And those who are in alignment to be able to see her, because just like I heard this morning, everybody ain't meant to go to that show. You may want to, your ego may desire to, but if you bless your higher self and you are on this one accord and helping you to manifest these plans while also allowing you to pay your bills, you are not in alignment to go to this show. Now you still may figure out a way to go, and whatever happens, happens. But understand, you're either in or out of alignment. Either way, she's attracting people aligned to her energy 
and thus aligned to the ability to come sit and experience her in a physically in person. That ain't everybody. But that's the point. She said, I'm not going to dull this down. I'm not going to no, this this is my worth. This is my value. And it's an understanding of the universe that says somebody's going to pay this price. And not only is someone paying the price, ticket sales are 800%. There's 800% more people than projected wanting to get tickets. That is how, that's alignment. That's alignment. Whether you like this individual or not. They understand this is my value. This is what I am worth. And I'm going to continue to put out that this is what I'm worth. And the universe is going to continue to say, okay, they know who they are. And so we're going to make sure the people who know who they are, we're going to make sure people come. We're going to make sure people come. They pay the price. They're going to make sure that it happens. And that's how it's happening. So that's what we have to do. We have to, one, understand our worth and our value. Whether you're working for yourself or somebody else, understanding our worth or value, speaking as someone who is working through this myself, understand the one, the universe will respond, is responding to you. So you keep, you keep charging pennies, you're going to get penny people, penny people, <laughs> penny people. That, and that's not a knock on people who maybe don't have, but understanding that, for instance, I have payment plans, multiple payment plans. There is no, like, multiple payment plans. And I'm one of those people you can talk to. Can I get a payment plan? Yes. Yes. You can get a payment plan for almost everything on my website. You absolutely can. You get approved for paying for You can buy a candle on a payment plan. You can get a payment plan. Because I get it. I get it. I get it. There's sometimes there's things we want, need, and desire. And our bank account does not reflect that. But it may, we may be able to break that up. So it's not, I still want to make it where even at my value, I'm still accessible. Even at what I am as valuing myself as, I am still accessible. But I had to up the ante and recognize my value first and foremost. That had to be first. I had to be able to say it with my chest. This is what my service cost. Period. Period. And you have to be able to do that. If you're working for an employer, you have to be able to go to the bargaining table when you get an offer and say, this offer that you're offering me for a salary is not enough. If you want me to take this role, this is what I'm going to need. And how already have it in your head, especially womb holders. Non-womb holders tend to have an easier time to going to the table and standing in their masculine energy because this, at that point, it's a mask. You believing that you are worth it is the feminine energy you going after it is your masculine energy and they have no problem sitting in front of somebody and saying i want to be paid this much money they are operating in harmony they have a belief a feeling associated with that amount of money that's feminine energy and then once they articulate it say it go after it, that is their masculine energy, meaning they are working in harmony and that's why they get it. We, womb holders, may have a sense of what we value ourselves at. 
but it'll still be a feeling. It'll still be a thought. It won't be concrete. We must move then into our masculine energy to bring it into the physical realm to make it concrete and thus bring it into our physical reality. That means we got to say it with our chest. We got to say it with our chest when we go into these interviews and have these conversations and negotiate our salary, period. That's what needs to happen. So even with, then when we talk about our children, this notion that you got to work hard to get, that's not true. You know plenty of wealthy people who didn't work hard. So why you keep telling this lie? Because you work it hard. Do you want to? Let's just be a, do you want to work hard? Do you want to toil? Your ancestors did a lot of toiling. Do you want to continue to toil? Or do you just want to live wealthy? And I'm not telling you there's a problem with having a job or anything like that. But be real. Be real about it. You got an issue because you your issue with the people who didn't work hard is you wish you could get it that way. But you're not allowing yourself the actual idea that you could. You don't believe that you could get a random check in the mail. You don't believe this benefactor will show up to you and give you money. You don't believe, you don't have faith that that could happen because you haven't experienced it yet. You don't know anyone else that has experienced it yet. So I'm just going to continue to go with the same narrative instead of trying to break the cycle. Even if you don't want to break the cycle for yourself, let your kids break a cycle. See, some of you who have children who are Gen Z, A, Beta, like whatever the next generations are, you feel a way because the ones that are now old enough to maybe get jobs, they don't want them. Ashe. Because do you want yours? Unless you're working for yourself, do you actually, genuinely, in your soul, if you didn't have no bills to pay, would you have a job? If you didn't have any bills to pay, the job that you have now, would you still be working it? And if the answer is no, <laughs> then you need to stop telling lies and say that hard work is going to help you amass wealth. Your passion is what will help you amass wealth. You living in alignment with who you're supposed to be in this world will help you amass wealth. And that does not always indicate that you are supposed to work hard. You might work but it ain't got to be hard. And you ain't got to start doing it while you're a teenager. Like, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. If you already, you spent the majority of your life hating your job and you started this process when you were in your teens, why in the 11-11, why in the world would you then put that on your kids? Please make that make sense. Let them be children. The longer they're allowed to be children and stay connected to that energy, the more likely they will continue to realize the truth of their being because that's where your truth is in your childhood. But when you cut your childhood off at 14, 15, getting a work permit, going to work at McDonald's, for what reason? Why? Why? Well, everybody... Yeah, do you... Like... Do you honestly think that your ancestors, especially those of you who look like me, whose ancestors slaved and toiled, want to see their great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren basically repeating the process in a different plantation? You think because you get paid is different? <laughs> You're just a slave to the check. You just got a different slave master. And even some of us who become entrepreneurs are still a slave to the check. We're so busy trying to gain multiple streams of income that we lost 
the, we're not connected to our passion. Now, if you have multiple streams of income and every last one of them is something that you are passionate about and you love to do, like me, I like to write poetry, so that's a stream of income that I have. I thoroughly enjoy candle work, so that's why candles are on my site. I actually like doing candle work and herbs and oils and all those things. That's why they're on my site. I thoroughly, thoroughly will forget food and beverage, enjoy divination. That's why it's on my site. So, but you know what I don't like? Mm, taxes. So you what you won't catch me doing, unless somewhere down the line I got this fascination with taxes, the only numbers I want to crunch are numerology and paying my bills. And I don't want to crunch that. Numerology, that's a number service I can offer. But I'm not doing, and I've worked for a payroll company. No, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. Nope, don't want to do that. I didn't even want to do it there, so I didn't. Nope, nope, because I'm not passionate about it. Even if you're good at something, doesn't make you passionate about it. I'm not passionate about it. I was good. At, I was good and great at a lot of things at my former day job, but not passionate about them. I'm just talented, and so I did them well. It didn't mean I loved them. And you have to believe that what you love will bring you abundance. <clears throat> Venus, the planet of love. Oshun, the Orisha of love. Both of these are also associated with abundance. Is that a coincidence? I think not. <laughs> if everything, every incarnation of something that is related to love is also related to abundance, that means what you love is also aligned to the abundance and prosperity in your life. They go together. What's that phrase my boyfriend said? They go together real bad. They go together. They go together. So what you love is al directly aligned to what will make you prosperous. But you have to believe and be open to receive the prosperity from that avenue. You have to believe it. And it's not that our day jobs, there's still always going to be somebody that's an employee. Understand, everybody is also not meant to be an entrepreneur. But you should be working a job for an employer that you love. So if you love fashion and you love clothing and you have no desire for a clothing line, you should still be working for a company that does that because then you are still working in harmony with that which you love. And then it won't feel like work. It'll feel like you're working your hobby, even though you're working for somebody else. There's always going to be someone working for someone else. That's not to say everyone's supposed, everybody ain't meant to be an entrepreneur because everybody's not a leader. Something like it just is what it is, but you should be working what you love. When I worked at the hut, I loved kids night. I enjoyed it so immensely that I turned it into something new. And which is why our area manager was trying to get me to replicate it in every store. Are you going to pay me to replicate it in every store? No, okay, this is going to stay here. And all these people can come wait in my line and sit on our tables to enjoy me here. Thanks. You have to work what you love in a way where you don't hate it. It doesn't feel like work. Divination never feels like work to me. Never feels like work. Never feels like work. If I'm in here by myself and I'm not trying to bomb and I'm just... This is why I struggle with what to charge for readings because I don't, I struggle with doing a basic reading. I struggle with that. I don't know that I know how to offer a basic reading because I enjoy not, it's, it's the guidance. 
because for me, divination is a form of teaching and I love to teach. So now this is an amalgamage of multiple things that I love to do. And that's how I'm going to make money. And it's like, okay, all right, cool. I'm open to receiving that. But this morning was straight like, do you honestly feel like you have to work hard to get it? Or do you work smart? Do you work and have, are you playing? Like literally, are you playing? And play does not necessarily mean like toys or anything. Do you, are you in an energy of play when you're doing this thing? Because when I do divination, anyone who's got a reading from me will tell you, at some point I'm going to laugh. I am smiling. I am excited. I am having the absolute best time. Even when I'm making you cry, my bad. I'm having the best time. I'm at play when I do that work. When I'm doing candle work, shh, the little girl in me is having the best time living her witchy life. I am at play. Oh man, that's a whole thing. That's the, I am at play. I don't go to work. I go to play. Oh, that's not good. I don't go to work. I go to play. I make money through play. Oh, that's, look, can you tell how nice that feels to my being? I don't go to work. I go to play. I go to have fun. And I, whew, and I get rich playing. I ball out playing. It is safe for me to be a baller, well-known, popular in all of these things through that which feels like play to me. Ooh, that felt so good. Ooh, that felt good. Ooh! Y'all, that felt good. I don't know if you can tell, but that felt real good. That felt real good. Ooh. Ooh, we that feel good. Like it's, I'm still, I'm still vibrating off of it. It feels so good. I get money through play. I get money doing what I like to do. I get money through having fun. Money flows to me, sticks to me easily and effortlessly when I am easy and effortless. When I am easy and effortless, the flow of income is easy and effortless. I honor what I'm worth because I know the universe will align those meant to me to the resources needed to pay what I'm worth. Oh, this is a beautiful thing that's happening right now. This is a beautiful thing happening right now. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Do you believe that you can make money through play? There's a lot of people who play PlayStation and get paid. There's a lot of people playing PlayStation right now and they get paid to play PlayStation. And you're like, that's not a job, isn't it? You think because they're having fun, it's not a job? You don't think the Most High was having fun? Every time the Most High, if you go off of the uh, the the Bible creation story, and every time the Most High did something, what did she say? You heard me. What did she say? She said, and it was good. It's right. She was having fun. 
She was not only having fun, she was celebrating as she was creating. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. She was having fun. And what did she create? Abundance. <laughs> the earth is abundant. The universe is abundant. The cosmos is abundant. She literally created abundance. Everything we see is the physical manifestation of abundance created by the source. She created abundance and had fun doing it. So why can't you? I'm not telling you to start a job, start a, start a business, because some of y'all shouldn't. <laughs> Some of y'all should not. I'm saying, go work for a company that you would love. That is aligned to your soul's desire. And then those of you who are meant to be working for yourself, work for yourself. Those of you who are meant to be nomads, nomad. Do what you love. And that is where you find all of your prosperity and all of your abundance. Let go of the limiting beliefs that you have heard and regurgitated over and over again through lifetime after lifetime, through family after family, and stop programming your children to feel limited. Remind them. Let them stay connected to their limitless nature without hurting themselves. See, they already know they're limited. I say this all the time. Kids don't need to know who God is. They know that they are God. They remember. Even if they can't articulate to you, I'm God, they can't tell it to you that way. They don't have those words anymore, but they remember. There's a very large part of them that remembers until there's trauma and doubt and limitlessness, limiting beliefs placed upon them. So do your best to not limit them. Allow them to go forth into this world remembering that they are God. And then let them show you who God is. You know, don't let them put the, the pencil shavings in the mouth. You know, don't do those things. But don't, well, you can't do that because, no. Word your stuff wisely and allow them to flourish however they're meant to flourish in their destinies. And let them be children as long, there's plenty of time to be an adult. There's plenty of life to be an adult. Let them be children. Let them stay tapped in. Let them stay connected. They don't need a business. They don't. They got you. They need childhood. That's what they need. They need childhood. Some of us can't remember what it was like to be a kid because they stopped being one while they were a kid. Let them continue to be children. Mm. somebody like that let them continue to be children and watch them show you who the most high is my kids regularly remind me that they're limitless and thus reminding myself that so am I so yeah this uh, yeah it was a great it's a great chat Great, great chat. Um, I have, so February, depending on when you listen to this, February 15th, Divine Feminine Conversation with Love Herself um, founder, um, Yashua Lyles. This is a part one because I know we're, I had already by the end of it said we're going to do a part two of this. So we're definitely going to do a part two. That's going to be on the 15th. Um, 
we also have the waiting list is available for my six month practically spiritual journey to help people who are going through a spiritual awakening. This is a group based program. Get on the waiting list because there will be limited spots and it's an intake form. So you'll see it's not just you signing up, but it also the questions I would ask at the time of where the doors open. Most of those I'm asking on the form as is. So I don't have to later. Yay. And unlike resume things, I will try my best never to ask you the same question over and over again. Um, so that's coming March 25th. We have Embrace the Ethereal. This is a ritual at the water. We're going to do some self-love work. We're going to do some healing work. We're going to do some channeled messages. And then we're going to get some offerings at the water. I'm really excited about that. More information is on my website. Regardless of where you are seeing that, the links are in the various places that links go, description boxes, bios, and all of those great things. Thank you so much for listening to Nia's Divine Garden. This is Iadania, your spiritual awakening doula, and y'all have a great day. Take care.